Hello, and let me just go ahead and say it. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas, everybody. It's the Christmas season. I'm so, so excited. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And so um, I just want to go ahead and say it now, officially. Um, so just thinking about it, I love this time of year. It's, it's my favorite time of year. Um, but just thinking about this season, the Christmas season, uh, where, where more than uh, 2,000 languages uh, and people are celebrating this, this birth of, of this Jewish boy, uh, some publicly or privately, some even in secret, where all millions of people all over the world were celebrating uh, this baby boy who we believe grew up to be the savior of the world. Um, and so I'm so excited about this season. It's Christmas time. And so I want to encourage you. We do this as a family in my home, but I want to encourage you to read the Christmas story this year with, with your family. It's found in Luke chapter two. So if you ever wondered what Linus was reading in Charlie Brown Christmas, um, he's reading Luke chapter two. That's what he's reciting there. And so the Christmas story is found in Luke two. I want to look at one verse, just one verse today from Luke chapter 2, from the Christmas story. It's verse 10. Here's what it says. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That word great in Greek is actually mega. It's the word mega. It's mega joy that will be for all people. I don't know about you, but that is so good. Good to know that, that this is the reason, this is the whole idea, that he brings good news of great mega joy for all people. Now during this season, um, you're going to see the word joy more times in the month of December than you would any other time of the year. Because listen, we, the culture, we crave joy. We crave it. We need it. We want to talk about it, sing about it. We want to drink it in a hot little cocoa cup. You know, we, we just love joy. We love everything about it. We crave it so much. In fact, we crave it so much so that we broke some rules this year. There were people that actually decorated for Christmas before Thanksgiving. All right? And I'm just going to confess, I was one of those people who were led by the Holy Spirit to decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Okay, I did it. And listen, why did we all do that? Why were so many people doing that? Because we crave joy. We want it and we need it. But here's the problem. Although we crave joy, we usually search for joy in all of the wrong places. We usually look for joy in all the wrong places. And so uh, usually um, when we do that, we're kind of left a little empty. And this time of year then becomes extremely stressful for so many people. So, so when we hear songs like, uh, you know, um, uh, it's, it's the most wonderful time of year. There'll, there'll be parties for hosting. We're like, not in my house. No, sir. That sounds a little too stressful for me. Or when we hear like marshmallows for toasting. If you're a parent, you're like, that sounds really messy. Have you ever had to clean up like melted marshmallow everywhere? It's just messy, right? Or you hear, and caroling out in the snow. We're like, no, that sounds cold. Who wants to do that, right? I mean, so this time of year for so many people become, become, becomes a time of distress. And so I want to give you a few holiday stats, right? Holiday stats, you, you, you can fact check this if you want, but I think you'll relate to it. 
It says this, so 88% of people feel stressed during the holidays. Okay, I think that's pretty true. Uh, 56% of people bite their lip with family during the holidays. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, top three avoided topics with family are politics, personal matters, and religion. All right, I'm just going to leave that there. All right. Um, the average couple has seven arguments during the holidays. Now, I know what you're thinking. Only seven? Like, that, that sounds small, right? Only seven. That's an average number. It's an average number. Um, and then 85% of people overeat during the holidays. That, that one's true. Okay, that one is certainly true. All right. Yeah, here's the point. When, when we look for joy in all the wrong places, it leaves us frustrated, stressed. It leaves us lost. And here's the thing. You know the song, Joy to the World? It's a really popular song. Uh, if you haven't sung it yet, you're probably going to be tempted to sing it this year. It's a really popular song, but it's also profoundly accurate. See, it's, it's because of this. Joy came to the world, not from the world. Let that just sink in, okay? Put it in a crop, crock pot and let it just simmer for a second, okay? Uh, joy came to the world, which means you cannot find joy in the world because it came to the world. Now listen, you might find moments of happiness in this world. I get it. I've, I experience that. Moments of happiness. But, but let me just tell you the difference between happiness and joy, just real quick. Happiness depends on happenings. Happiness depends on what happens to you. Happiness is all a matter of happenstance, which means happiness depends on external situations and therefore is temporal. Happiness comes and goes. It's there and then it's gone. And then you are craving the next thing. And therefore we have the liberty, life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right, in this country, right? We want to pursue it all the time. So it's, it all depends on, on happenings around you. That's what happiness is. Uh, let me give you a definition of joy that I thought was pretty good. Um, someone by the name of Kay Warren, Rick Warren's wife, wrote a book called Choosing Joy. I thought she defined joy really well. Here's what she says. Joy, the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail in my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in all things. I thought that was really good. That's a great definition of what joy is. So today, if you're watching from home, if you're watching on your, your iPad, your computer, your phone, um, I want to just give you a couple of things today on how to get joy and keep it. Okay, first thing, joy comes from gratitude. Joy comes from gratitude. You see, joy and gratitude, they're in relationship with each other. I don't know if you knew this, okay? They're in a relationship with each other, and it's no coincidence that Thanksgiving comes before Christmas because thanks comes before joy. But we live in a culture of scarcity, meaning it's never enough for us, right? We can never have enough, so we are constantly pursuing more and more, and it's just never enough. So we struggle to be grateful for what we have, and in turn, joy becomes very difficult for us to experience. 
You see, the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. In fact, scarcity and abundance are two sides of the same coin. The more you have, the more you want, and it's this never-ending cycle. But the way out of scarcity, listen, is gratitude. It's actually practicing being grateful. Why? Lean into this. Because gratitude turns whatever we have into enough. Gratitude turns whatever we got into enough. I'm grateful. I got, I'm good. There's a um, PhD researcher of sociology and psychology who once said that joy is the most difficult thing for us to embrace. And then she says this, because we forebode joy. We forebode joy. L let me explain what that means. Okay. Parents out there, if you're watching, you you'll get this. Have you ever as a parent looked over your child, okay, who is sleeping, right? They're so peaceful, right? They're not screaming their heads off. They're just peaceful. You looked over your child and you just were like in that moment and were like, man, I love this baby so much. And then right there, all of a sudden this thing pops in your head and you're thinking, what if something horrible happens to them? Has that ever happened to you where all of a sudden like you're in this moment of like just, just joy, like this good moment, and then all of a sudden you like play out the worst case scenario. What if something happens to them? What if something occurs in their life? No. And, and that's what foreboding joy means. Or, or, or think about this way. Have you ever had that moment in your life, maybe a season in your life where everything is going so good? I mean, it's good. Life is good. Uh, things at work are going great. Kids are doing great in school. They're getting straight A's. Everyone's, everything's awesome. You've lost 10 pounds, right? And like everything is going great. And then what do you think about? <gasps> You're going, oh my goodness, something bad is going to happen. I have to prepare. I got to build a bunker, go to Costco and buy all the toilet paper. Like, like you, you see, you like, you go into like, Disaster mode. Like, what is that? Why is this happening? It's because we don't know how to enjoy, okay? We don't know how to enjoy joy. We, we forebode it and we, we toss it out and we play out this worst case scenario all of a sudden. I mean, we do it all the time. Uh, we get on an airplane and, and we're excited for the trip and the vacation we're about to have and then all of a sudden we go, oh my gosh, Lord, what if this plane crashes and my wife is all of a sudden a, a single mom raising five kids and oh man, what am I gonna do? Like, Bro, bro, just just be just be grateful right now. Like, just be okay. What this happens all the time. But here is the key, and you gotta lean into. Turn up the volume for a second, okay? Um, you have to lean into. This is the key. The people that are the most joyful in the world still have these moments where they dress rehearse disaster in their minds. Like they have a, a great you know, dinner with their family and boom, something like the, 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 it plays out in your head. They still have that. But instead of staying there, they use this disaster moment as an opportunity to practice gratitude. So, so in the moment where the parent looks over their child and is going, oh my goodness, I love this baby so much. <gasps> what if something bad happens to them? They go, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. They go, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you've blessed me with this child. Help me to raise this child in the right way. Or if everything's going great in your life and just one thing after the next, you're just being blessed and blessed and wow, this is such a great, you're on the mountaintop. You go, well, the valley's coming. Oh my goodness, something bad's gonna happen. I gotta prepare for the worst case scenario, right? Like that. They go, whoa, hold on a second. What they do is they, they turn it into gratitude and they go, oh, Lord, thank you for blessing me. Help me to steward this season well. 
right? So they, they turn it into an opportunity to be grateful. And what I call, I call this joy jujitsu, okay? They, they literally turn it. Uh, they put it in a chokehold and they turn it into gratitude, right? Uh, they tap out and they go, man, I'm going to be grateful right now. It's joy jujitsu. And so that's something that you can do immediately in your life. That Every time you experience these moments of just all oh, disaster, stop right there and go, Lord, but I am thankful that you've given me this. I'm thankful that I'm breathing today. Thank you, Lord. See, in the same way that you and I can relive an offense through bitterness and resentment, we can relive a blessing of God through gratitude and not only bring about joy, but sustain joy in our life. See, because listen, write this down. It's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. That's the order. That's the pathway. It's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. You can't just say, okay, be joyful. Miguel, be joyful. I'm going to be joyful. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to practice, okay, I can actually say, thank you, God. Thank you. I'm going to practice gratitude today. And from here on out, that's a great application. You can actually start living out some joy jujitsu in these moments and turn it to gratitude. It's what 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says. It actually says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. Now, you might read that and go, oh, that's another rule that the Bible has. The Bible's just a bunch of rules to follow. No, 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 no. You can see it that way. Or you can say, no, no, no. God is so good that he actually tells us the pathway of life and the way to go because he's so good. He's a good, good father and he loves us. He's going, man, try this. You're going to like it. Give thanks. So, so joy comes from gratitude, but, but also we find joy in believing. And that's number two. We find joy in believing. Let, let me share a little story. So I have five kids, but when my wife was first pregnant with our, with our first child, she, uh, we were scheduled to, uh, to go hear the heartbeat, right, for the very first time. Now, I had already known my wife was pregnant. I'm going to be a dad. Oh, that's great, right? But um, the morning we were scheduled to, to go to the doctor's appointment and hear the baby's heartbeat, um, it was the worst day ever, okay? Uh, it was like an avalanche of bad circumstances, one right after the next. And, and people at work, like, I, I was not happy and it was all over my face, okay? People saw it. I was downcast. Man, what's wrong with you, Miguel? I'm sorry, you know. It was just a bad day. I was not happy. But we went to the doctor's appointment and... All of a sudden, we're in that room, and I'm hearing, <laughs> like, I'm hearing the heartbeat. Do, 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 do. I mean, it's fast, right? I'm going, <gasps> and let me just tell you, that moment was life-changing for me. Because although I already knew that I was going to be a dad before that point, when that happened to me, I believed it for the very first time. I went back to work a new man, right? A new man, man, nothing, could, nothing bad could happen to me now, man. This is great because my mind was so consumed with the thought and belief that I was going to be a dad. I believed it now. And the same is true about joy. We find it in believing. Here's what Romans 15 verse 13 says. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How? In believing. 
so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. We find joy in believing. In believing what? In believing the promises of God. The promises of God that we sing about, the promises of God that are found all throughout the Bible. The promises that say God loves you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that all things, even 2020, work together for the good of those who are in Christ Jesus, that he is with you in it all and through it all, that nothing is impossible with God and he can do abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. Now you may know that, but do you believe it? See, it's one thing to know God loves you. It's a whole other thing to experience God's love. And so we need to look for these opportunities to trust God and walk with God long enough for him to show you and me and experience his love. You know, this Christmas season, I think we're, we're going to experience happy times. We're going to laugh. We're going to have fun. I mean, my wife and I, we love to see the faces of our kids when they open up Christmas presents, right? On Christmas morning from grandma, grandpa mostly, okay? But, but, but you know, we, we're, we love that. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But if you're a parent, you know this. Like, give it like three or four weeks. Pretty sure before Valentine's, they're probably going to toss that toy and move on, <laughs> right? They're going to want something else. That Christmas toy or that Christmas gift, that present is no longer really that great. They're, now they're moving on. Mom, I want an iPhone, right? I want something else, right? Because here's the truth. Joy the true joy I'm talking about is not found in presence, but in his presence. It's not found in these presents that we're going to get. That's fun. That's happy. That's great. But true joy is found in his presence. Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. We've already talked about one of those paths, right? Gratitude. Be thankful in all circumstances, right? You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. We need to be anchored in Jesus. When we are anchored in Christ, it does not matter what storms may come. When it's not in Jesus, our joy is lost. Our joy is gone. It's lost in the uncharted waters of our life and we're left searching and seeking and we struggle because we don't feel joy and we have to fake it and force it and, and, and try to chase after it wherever this world kind of leads us. And we're left kind of wondering, what do we do? Where do we go? And, and so we, we don't search God, we search Google. You know, we, we search social media and news outlets and other places. God, what's your will? And how do I use Zoom? And what job should I take? What degree should I pursue? Uh, when is this going to end? When are we going to get back to normal? Can anyone give us a clear answer? What's the truth here? Who do I trust? Have you ever felt that? Do you feel that today? Like... That's how so many of us feel. And so just know this. The world is going to give you an answer. They're going to give you answers, but listen carefully. Jesus is the answer. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way that our wandering hearts need to go. He's the truth that our intellectual minds are itching to find. He is the life that our souls long for. And so heaven came down, the Christmas story, heaven came down for this very reason, to restore our joy, joy that can only be found in him. This is the good news of great mega joy for all people. Joy to the world. Joy to you and me. And so as we finish the 2020 year and we begin to kind of turn the corner into 2021, let's practice being grateful. Let's put our faith and trust and believe in Jesus and let's run into him and his presence and listen and experience true joy.